Thanks for joining us today on the nateholdridge.com podcast. Hey, today we're talking about our connection to God as a life-giving relationship. Did you know that God not only extends himself towards us for relationship with him, but he promises to reward us as we abide in him. So today, Nate's going to talk to us about those rewards that God extends to us as we seek for a personal, devout, and secret relationship with him. So thanks for tuning in today. Enjoy the episode. Hey, do you remember when you first began to see your Christian faith as more of like a relationship with God? Um, and if you do remember that time, how that kind of happened for you? I don't remember a specific moment, but I, I just remember that for a couple of years, I most strongly felt that way at nighttime. Interesting. I think it was because nighttime is when it's really easy to feel lonely yeah. if you're not with people. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're young, like I was when I started walking with the Lord, yeah. you're still awake. So when you're not with people, sometimes even as a result of your Christianity, yeah, mm-hmm. it's real easy to feel alone in those moments. And since I started walking with the Lord before the time where I could download an app right. that could maybe like temporarily push away my loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, I feel... It's, it's hard to walk with the Lord, you know, I think in any yeah. era, but uh, it'd be tough, you know, in an era like today where yeah, you could just sure. download Tinder real quick or, mm-hmm. quick or something and, you know, get yourself into some trouble. But I think for me, it was during those times, you know, it was mm-hmm. at night where, where I'm by myself, I'm alone. I don't have anybody to yeah. be with right now during this time. And I started, you know, in those moments learning how to talk to God a little bit, learning how to pray. And mm. it became kind of a part, a, a part of my life, part of my routine. Yeah. And so I think, I think that was the time where it started feeling more relational. Wow. You know, now I'm old. So it's like the morning time, <laughs> you know, but, but back then, yeah. Nighttime. Started in the evening. Mm. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's a cool, um, kind of insight into your life a little bit about that. I remember for me that all happened going to some random Bible study about Song of Solomon. I never, I, I didn't know it was going to be about Song of Solomon, but um, the way this man kind of talked about Song of Solomon and talked about God's love for us, I was like, whoa, this is actually like a, like God wants to have like a relationship with me, not in the same way that, yeah. that they had their relationship in that book, but that there was like a real personal quality to God. So that's always really stuck with me. I've always really hung on to that. A bit, which made me really excited about this um, this article, Nate, talking mm-hmm. about the rewards that come with this really personal, and at times, like you talk about in this article, secret kind of relationship with God. And you springboarded from um, a verse in Matthew 6, um, Matthew 6, 1, where Jesus is talking to his disciples about relationship and things that they do in private and in public the way they demonstrate their faith. 
Could you kind of talk to us about that verse? What was the context for Jesus talking to his disciples? What was he kind of getting at there? Yeah, so it was a real revolutionary concept that he introduced in that section because, you know, they had not thought of God as Father. They should have been able to ascertain from the Old Testament era that God wanted to have a relationship Hmm. with them. I mean, that's clear from the Garden of Eden. God, especially at a special place for Israel, his believing children uh, in his heart and in a relationship with them. Uh, but in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he started talking in Matthew 6 about Jesus, well, at the end of Matthew 5, about Jesus, at, uh, about God as Father. Yeah. And so yeah. then he started getting into this thing of, well, but but you need to watch out. Really, all of Matthew 6 is about life before your Father in heaven. Hmm. But at the beginning of that chapter, he starts giving the the exhortation. Hey, watch out because you're going to be living out your righteousness. He'd already mm-hmm. told the disciples, "You're a city on a hill. You're the light of the world. Yeah, you know, that. don't let you, mm-hmm. you. You're the salt of the earth. You know the, these kind of concepts." And so now he's letting them know. You know, look as people see your good works and glorify mm-hmm. your Father in heaven. The reality is that you are going to be tempted. Mm-hmm. You're going to be tempted to live out your righteousness in order to be seen yeah, by other right. people. So instead, make sure that you uh, cultivate a secret devotion or allegiance to the mm-hmm. Lord. Not yeah. that everything that you do for him or in his name is going to be always private or unknown because mm-hmm. that's impossible uh we see that in the life of jesus obviously Mm -hmm. i mean just reading his teaching about it is one demonstration of a thing that he did publicly but as he was teaching this sermon he was not doing it in order to be seen by other Mm -hmm. people though he was seen by people that wasn't his motivation his motivation was to please god uh, to to do what the lord wanted him to do so you know, then Jesus goes into this thing of showing three specific examples yeah. where we might be tempted or they might have been tempted to live out their relationship with God, not as a relationship, but in a public kind of way where they mm. might have been tempted to do their righteousness in order to be seen by others. And basically the three things that he talked about were generosity, mm-hmm. prayer, and fasting. Yeah, uh, Some of those are normal to us you know the idea of like generosity or giving to those yeah. who are you know less fortunate than us that's a concept that's not hard to wrestle with prayer everybody says that they do it but i think it still <laughs> is probably a little more foreign yeah, than I the concept right. of generosity because mm-hmm. you know most people wouldn't really ask the question how do you give money to somebody else like usually you know it's like well you put your hand in your pocket or you write the check you know like yeah. we, we understand that but yeah. people will ask you know how do you pray yeah for sure uh, and then fasting is probably the most foreign to us. We're starting to think that it's not as foreign because mm. we're, you know, living in an age where we talk a lot about fasting. But a lot of times, the fasting that we're talking about now is more for uh, health purposes and reasons, rather yeah. than what you know, it, biblically speaking, mm-hmm. it is for. Although it might have those secondary yes. benefits, there's a primary thing there, you know, about fasting in in mm-hmm. the Bible. But the interesting thing about all three of those things is it's not like Jesus was pulling them out of thin air. You know, like, oh, here's three just random. Oh, let me think of three. Generosity, prayer, fasting. No, when he gives those three, 
they're really perfect examples of all three different kind of relationships that we have mm. on earth with generosity it's your relationship with somebody else wow yeah and then with prayer it's your relationship with god and then with fasting it's your relationship with yourself so mm. he, he what he's saying here is That's good my father wants to walk with you through all of these things uh, okay but for the point of the article <laughs> yeah. you know what i was trying to talk about was that in all three of those instances, Jesus said the same line. He said, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Right. Those are Jesus's words, not my words. And the reason I say that is because a lot of believers have a hard time with the idea of a fa our father in heaven rewarding us mm -hmm. for anything because they think it somehow dismantles grace. Yes. It doesn't. Because it's grace that enables you to even give. Amen. It's grace yeah. that enables you to even pray. It's grace that enables you to fast. So mm -hmm. we aren't these pompous Pharisees walking around thinking much of ourselves when we're generous or much of ourselves yeah. when we pray or much of ourselves when we fast. In fact, we're probably in the midst of it saying, God, thank you for helping me do this. Mm -hmm. But there's so much further I know that I could go. I'm not as generous <laughs> Amen, as I man. know I could Amen. be. I'm not as prayerful as I know I could be. And oh. I certainly don't fast. Or, yeah. or maybe another way of saying it, lest we just slot it into just fasting only. I deny myself so yeah, much good. less than I know that I could. You know, yeah. I indulge myself quite often, you know, in right. other words. And so, you know, we go into it by grace and empowered by grace and and then it's like even more grace because then god's like i'm gonna reward you for that i know it's like man. you have no business rewarding me for this you're the one that helped me do it in the first place and i should have done more but now you're gonna my father who's oh, so secret good, will man. reward you so you're gonna good. bless me for that that's crazy it but that's is, what he man. does that's oh, what he does praise god man he is so good to us <laughs> well i'd love to talk about each of these different things secret generosity secret prayer secret fasting uh, when you mention that god works through secret generosity in our lives um to you to yield victory over the power of money the power of possessions and the pull of comfort um you talk about that but can you kind of talk to us about secret generosity and how it gives us freedom from these different areas you mentioned that the power of money grips us the power of oh, possessions yeah. grips us the, the yeah. pull of comfort grips us but how does generosity kind of combat that yeah. a little bit what i was trying to do with this is i was trying to think about what are the ways in which we are rewarded by the father in yeah. each one of these categories yeah so you know here's jesus saying you know when you do that and you give in this first example your father who sees in secret will reward you but i want to know well how yeah how like, does that work what rewards come so i tried to list a bunch of them in the That's article cool. yeah so you're asking about one that i think is just incredible it's freedom from right. the grip the freedom mm -hmm. of covetousness greed uh, financial fears yeah worries insecurities i mean when you give away money to someone else first of all there is a rush hmm. of excitement and joy yeah and i think because 
I think it's that is because you are you are tapping into a little bit of what God does all the time, you know. So you're experiencing mm-hmm. just a little bit of the divine, yeah. you know, when you let go of something to help somebody else. Yeah. So there's a rush that's there. But mm-hmm. but freedom specifically, it begins to come because for a lot of reasons. One is you start realizing, I made it. I made it. You know, I was so worried mm-hmm. about what would happen if I gave that amount away. Yeah. But I pushed through that fear. I trusted my father in heaven. Yeah. And I gave it. I gave it anyways. And you know what? I made it. <laughs> I survived. Yeah. You know, like I, the, I paid the rent and there's still, you know, food on the table. Yeah, right. I made right. it. You know, God was faithful, mm. you know. So I think that that helps free us up a little bit from just a lot of the fear of will I make it? Yes. You know, so that's a great blessing, you know, a great freedom that comes. I think also it's just, you know, freedom, like I said, from not just fear, but also from the the greed or the the covetousness. Yeah. It's just a great way to to just attack it, you know, instead <laughs> really of, does, instead yeah. of just sitting there praying all day long, Lord, help me not to be greedy. I'm feeling so greedy. I feel so covetous. Start giving stuff wow, away. Come on. Start giving on. stuff away and watch what happens. It leaves you. The money leaves you. The stuff leaves you. And you start realizing, wow, I'm okay. Yeah. I didn't need that. It, it really wasn't, you know, as, as necessary in my life, maybe as I thought it was, hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, and that reward of just freedom begins to come, you know, into your life. So wow. I think maybe fear and greed are a couple big ways that freedom, uh, from just the pull of finances comes into us when we are generous. Yeah. Amen. That's good, man. You kind of move on to there or from there to talk about secret prayer and some of the rewards that come from secret prayer. And you talk about how we have this gift of uh, fellowship with God, that he mm-hmm. hears us. He allows us to experience him in a special way through this secret prayer. Can you kind of talk to us about that? And um, I'd love to hear just like an example of me that you have in your personal prayer life of something that you've been rewarded in just through that time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, one of the big rewards of prayer is answered prayer yeah right yeah that is kind of yeah for sure <laughs> that's what we're all hoping for <laughs> you know not not all of our prayer life is obviously intercession or um re- request making yeah. before god mm-hmm. i mean just like i um i mean i make more rec- more of the percentage of my conversation with my father in heaven are requests yeah. than they would be with you for instance yeah. <laughs> you know like we're friends, we're coworkers, you know, uh, I'll make requests of you from time to time, right. but there's a higher percentage of my conversation with my father in heaven that is request based because there is that invitation you yeah. know, in scripture, you know, that we're to come to him, cast our cares before him, we're to supplicate, we're to cry out, we're to, yeah. we're to ask, we're to intercede. Hmm. So that's definitely, you know, a big part of our conversation with God, but <clears throat> And even in the prayer that Jesus parenthetically taught them to pray in this section, we call it the Lord's Prayer or the mm-hmm. Disciples' Prayer, 
a lot of it is requests, you know, yeah. this daily bread, your name be hallowed, your kingdom come, your will be done, lead us not into temptation. These are requests. These are things that we're asking God to do. So a big reward in prayer is that God answers yeah. those Amen, prayers. Man. You know, he, yeah. he hears our cry. He provides for us. His kingdom comes. We're delivered from temptation. Uh, but certainly a really beautiful thing that is a reward of prayer is that we get community with God. We get mm -hmm. friendship with yeah. God. I have in my mind this uh, road that's here in town uh, called South Boundary Road. It's it's uh, mm -hmm. it's near Laguna Seca Racecourse, and and it's an old military mm -hmm. road because they had super creative ways of naming their roads. <laughs> so on the South Boundary, <laughs> there was a road. So they called it South Boundary Road. I love it, but it's it's a for most of the. For mo most of the time, it's a closed road now because mm -hmm. the military is it, not there anymore. And um, it's just a road that will be used to get to Laguna Seca when right. there's big events. So usually it's just closed. And um, during one of the hardest times of my life, me and South Boundary Road, we became good friends. Mm. Uh, I, I wouldn't go out. I, I would go from time to time to go running out there. But the big way that we became friends was... I just would go out there and I would and I had stuff to pray about. I had stuff yeah. to talk to my father in heaven about. Mm. And I just remember during that time it was just a, a little season where my friendship with God began to accelerate to a deeper, mm. greater place than before. Yeah. And you know, I just out there, you know, talking with him, unloading my burdens before him. Mm. Sometimes I would bring like a Bible study or I just bring my New Testament with me and just look at a verse and kind of think about it. You know, what is this saying? And how are you wanting to tune my life with this truth? And that is a big part of our reward, yeah. you know, of prayer is relationship with mm the God of the universe and, and being able to enjoy him and drink him in and experience, you know, uh, just a, a, a friendship with the living God. And again, this is all grace. It's the blood of yeah, Jesus amen. that gets us there. Amen. You know, there's just no way that we could even be in the presence of this holy and infinite God without the beautiful blood of Jesus helping us to get there in the first place. Mm. But it's, good. it's a, it's a beautiful and enjoyable reward, if you will, yeah. of, um, of prayer that, you know, it just doesn't come. That reward just doesn't come without it. Hmm. You know, that sense yeah. doesn't come hmm. without it. We might want it, you know, mm -hmm. we might want to just kind of casually walk into a church service or something like that and have, you know, that feeling of closeness yeah. with God. But it's just real different when you hmm. dedicate that time to go seek his face. Uh, it, I think that's a huge part of our reward with him. Fellowship with God. Amen. You know, yeah. We're getting ready this next Sunday you know, at the time that we're recording this mm -hmm. little batch of podcasts, we're getting ready to look at first Samuel 20, where, you know, through no fault of his own, this circumstance comes into David's life where it's e either he's going to get to go back to his wife, mm -hmm. his friend, his family and his job, or he's going to be driven into the wilderness. And it, yeah, right. he kind of has no say in the matter. It's whether it's just basically is Saul crazy or not, you know, is Saul mm -hmm. want to kill me or not. And if he does, I got to run. I got to be out in the wilderness by myself and everything. 
And it's really obvious what David would pick, but uh, he would have picked to go back and to have peace. But God allowed him to go into the wilderness. Yeah, you know, yeah. Saul was crazy. It wasn't safe for David. So he had to go into the wilderness. And during that time, you know, David, I think, really learned about, man, Jonathan's a good friend. Hmm. Michael's my wife. But God, you know. God, he's yeah. he's my friend. He already knew that he'd been a shepherd and rejected by his family, you know, for a long time up to that point. But that lesson, I think, is always reiterated to yeah, us by the Lord at different sure. seasons of our lives. You know, can we say God alone? God alone. Hmm. And um, that is part of what comes in prayer. Amen. Those are some great rewards from secret prayer. This last thing you talk about is secret fasting, and like you said earlier, fasting is something that. For, for a lot of us, we haven't totally entered into, we haven't practiced, or maybe even like you said, maybe there's some confusion about it, or it's tied to some kind of, um, I don't know, athletic endeavor, or part of some kind of health um, medication kind of thing. But you talk about secret fasting as really like a Christian practice, um, and how there are like some real legit spiritual rewards that come from these times of fasting just personally between you and God. Um, you mentioned that one of the rewards is this great power over the sin um, in our flesh. Mm -hmm. And this is something I haven't really totally um, like processed myself, but I was so encouraged hearing you talk about this. Can you talk about that connection between secret fasting and this gift and this reward of the power of God just kind of being made manifest in our lives. Yeah, sure. Victory begets victory. And mm -hmm. dependence upon God is the thing that brings a person into victory in the first place. So with fasting <clears throat> or other forms of self-denial that the Lord calls us into, you know, when we practice that, we need God's help, you know? Oh, yeah. I was talking to a guy recently who he he's like, I'm on day three of a fast right now. First time ever in my life. Mm. You know, I've never fasted this long. It's cool. And he's like, man, it's wild. <laughs> you know, and I, I just said, have you come to the conclusion of, of just how weak you yeah, are? You right. know, it, because we're so delicate, you know, mm -hmm. and we, if the, if once food is taken from us, you know, we begin seeing our shortcomings so quickly and so a real dependence is there, you know, upon the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I said here in the article, when a believer fasts or practices any form of secret, spirit-led self-denial, strength over the appetites of the sinful flesh yeah. grows. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think victory probably is the way that I would talk about That's it cool. here, yeah. you know, is that as we fast, you know, because what, what you're doing there in a fast with the Lord, it's a microcosm of everyday mm -hmm. life, you know? So in a fast, you're, you're like, Lord, please like strengthen me. I've committed to this amount of time to not eat and I need your help. You know, yeah. I can't do this. I have these desires, these impulses, they, that come from you. Mm -hmm yet I've decided for a time to not engage in them. So help me to yeah. do that. Yeah. And what's growing in there is the ability from the spirit to be able 
to say no to other impulses mm. and desires that are with us all the time yeah that are from the lord that we need to have in control you know that we need to have control of i mean isn't that the thing from titus with when <laughs> titus lists out all the things that that uh or uh, excuse me, Paul lists out all the things that Titus is supposed to tell mm -hmm. the church on Crete. He's like, tell the old guys this, tell the young guys this, <laughs> That's right. tell the young women this, yep. and tell the young men to have self-control. <laughs> That's the one thing. Everybody else had this big, long list. There's just one just thing. calling them out, you man. You young guys, you need one thing, self-control. <laughs> and uh, and that's, you know, that's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to come yeah. by because of the desires that we could even say, God put those desires yeah. there. He mm -hmm. gave me those desires. Mm -hmm. He gave me those hormones or he gave mm -hmm. me this body to be able to experience these different things. You know, he gave me that. But he gave you that not just so that you could destroy with those desires, but yeah. so that you could give life with those That's desires, good, so that mm -hmm. you could be restored and refreshed with those desires and refresh others even with those desires. Yeah. So it does take a measure of self-control to be able to operate mm. well with the very desires that God has given to us. So in fasting, like I said, you're saying, God, please help me, help me, help me. I, I want to abstain right now from this desire that is from you. Well, that's what every day is like. You mm. know, Jesus said to his disciples, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. You know, the reality is it's coming. The temptation's coming. Every day is that exercise of I have desires, things I want to do that I don't want to enter into these impulses that I have, that some of them are even good and from God, but I, but they're, but this isn't the time or this isn't the space to exercise them. Yeah, so God, yeah. give me self-control. And it doesn't have to all be these gnarly big, like sexual, you know, kind of yeah, impulses and desires and stuff like that. It could be simply that like the Lord has put within us to be a people who recreate, recreate, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, to read fiction or to just just kind of mindlessly, you know, like catch up with our friends or something online. Like that's a fun thing to do. And there's a space for that that mm -hmm. the Lord wants to give that to you, but not when you're in the middle of your workday. Straight up. And, yeah. you know, you're going to need that self-control in that uh -huh. moment not to pull out your phone mm. and just start on the clock wasting your company's resources mm -hmm. by you know frittering away at, at you know some kind of little hobby horse or something mm -hmm. you know and and everybody's tempted with that yeah and so sure. the reality is you know fasting maybe one reward of that is to say okay there are these times where it's it's an appropriate thing at an inappropriate time so mm -hmm. i need strength to be able to say no wow. during that time and uh, so I think that's that's one reward that comes from fasting. Man, it's cool to talk about these different practices and to see how they're more than just like a they're more than just a practice. There's so much um, that comes from God through these different things of generosity mm -hmm. and prayer and fasting. To wrap this up, Nate, I, I just I imagine that there's somebody who's listening right now who hasn't really practiced much generosity hasn't practiced much prayer or fasting, but they're in a place where they want to know God. They're listening to this podcast thinking, I want to go deeper in my relationship with God, but I haven't done these things really. What would you say to them as they're just starting to enter into that relationship with God and build that foundation a bit? Yeah, totally. Well, first of all, I mean, 
Jesus gave this particular teaching against the hot mess of pharisaical, that's true, ugly versions of all mm -hmm. of these, you know. So if you don't have these going on in your lives, just take comfort, first of all, that you're kind of in the camp of the <laughs> disciples that were probably there that day listening yeah. to Jesus talk about these things. And, you know, they're probably saying to themselves, I don't do any of those things. <laughs> but the you're Lord was company. trying to bring them along, you know. Yeah. And he's trying to show them because, you know, as he's teaching them all these different things and as they're believing, starting to believe that he's the Messiah that the Old Testament yeah, predicted right. about. You have to remember they had in their minds all right, okay, so now we're going to be spiritual guys. And so they're looking around and they're going, okay, so spiritual guys, what do spiritual guys look like? What do they look like? And they would look at the Pharisees. Yeah, right. And so Jesus is trying to correct that and That's say, good. no, those aren't the spiritual guys because hmm. they're just doing it so that other people can see them yeah. as that, which is a huge temptation in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a big temptation in the club. But it's a big temptation in the church, <laughs> yeah. You know, to act spiritual, yeah, so that other people will think of you in that kind of way. But if these aren't part of your life, okay, so cool. Take that comfort. Yeah, it wasn't really part of the disciples' lives yet. They're just growing in it. So cool. There's grace for you. Mm. The Lord wants to grow you in this, though. Yeah, yeah the Christian life. It, con it consists of a lot of things, not just these things. Right. It's not That's just, good. okay, I'm going to give and I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast. But it does kind of wrap up into a lot of, into these three elements. Yeah. Others, mm -hmm. God, I love that. and yourself. So realize that you're on that journey. That Christianity is not just, you know, uh, coming to a church mm -hmm. gathering on Sundays, although I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of that. I think <laughs> we're into that here. It's very biblical, uh, but it's not the totality. Yeah. You know, it's, it could be, it's a cornerstone. It's an important part of life, mm -hmm. but it's not the full thing. He's wanting to touch your everyday life. Mm -hmm. He's wanting you to be others centered and reaching into others lives, whether it's through generosity financially or just generosity with your time, your energy, your kindness, your attitude. He's wanting that in your life. He's wanting you to be Godward in, in, in your relationship and, or just the way that you live here on earth. Sometimes that will be prayer, you know, literal times, minutes that go by that you're praying and spending with him. It might be worship. It might be reading books that he's mm. got for you. It might be reading the Bible, you know, pouring over it. This is you cultivating your relationship with God. And then fasting, yeah, it, it might be fasting. Uh, it might be self-denial. I mean, yeah. a lot of the fasting in the Bible is um, the Pharisees had it down on like a weekly schedule, right. oh, twice yeah. a week. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it was kind of that like eat a big dinner kind of thing, was... you know. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the fasting in the Bible actually wasn't like that. It was more... Yeah that something really bad happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they started fasting like they just couldn't eat. But self-denial. There will be things that the Lord asks you to give up. Amen. That you need to lay down, you know, for him. So I would just I don't know if that's encouraging to you or not, but the reality is there's more. Yeah, there's more in good. the Christian mm -hmm. life. And 
not everybody who says this, but some, I think some folks who would say, Man, Christianity, my Christianity has gotten stale and boring. Take a look at these three things. Yeah, there good. might be a others, Godward, self thing that has gotten, can I say, cattywampus on this podcast? Uh, more welcome. That to. has gotten, you know, out of whack that you need to address. Yeah. And some excitement might come back in to your life. Thanks for joining us today in this conversation. For more articles and resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives. All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.